Welcome to the Making Artists podcast, where artists learn how to stop starving, struggling, and aspiring, and instead, start making. You don't need a fine arts degree, a trust fund, or a more supportive family to be a successful artist. You just need to let your creativity lead you all the way to the top. I am fellow artist and professional certified coach, Nancy Sun, and I teach artists just like you how to make art, money, and an impact without giving up or burning out. Listen to learn how. Hey artists, how are you doing? Welcome to episode five of the Making Artists podcast. Uh, I am recording this the week after the podcast debuted. So right now I am just soaking up all the good celebratory energy from people finally responding to what it is that I've been creating. And on IG stories, I recently asked people what they wanted to hear on this podcast. And they shared that they want episodes about self-worth, confidence, work-life balance, and a lot of requests about making money as an artist. To drill down further, I asked if they were interested in making money with their art or with their artistic skills. For instance, I have clients who are graphic designers and or making money from their quote-unquote day job. And the artists have spoken and they want support with all of the above. So I have a lot of thoughts, many unconventional about each of these topics, and I'm ridiculously excited to share them all with you. Now, I am especially excited about the making money conversation because I have had so much fun helping artists make money and more of it in a myriad of ways. I've supported them making it in the quote-unquote high art world or the fine art world with collections or commissions from using their design and writing skills to supporting them getting and booking gigs. Coaching together has enabled my artists to make any money from their art at all and for those who have already been making money for them to make even more of it. So they've doubled their art income. They've been able to triple their rates and get clients who actually pay these rates, as well as hit six figures and beyond. And the money mindset work that we've been up to has even helped these people make more money in their quote unquote dreaded day jobs. So artists who have gotten raises at their day jobs, artists who've gotten higher paying day jobs or even gone part time because they are making more than enough money in less hours. So this way, they can actually spend more time on their art, their writing, their painting, etc. So if you haven't already, please subscribe, knowing that all of these episodes are in the works and on their way to your ears this season and beyond. And in the event that you also want to say on what is going to be published next, Feel free to visit and follow me on Instagram at the Nancy Sun. Link available in the show notes. So, 
if those episodes are on their way and are not the topic of today's episode, what is the topic for today's episode? Today, we are going to get much more foundational. We're going to talk about your creative practice. Some questions to ponder. Do you even have a creative practice? How regular or consistent is it? What is your relationship to it? What are your thoughts about it? Do you believe in it? Is it working? Does it create the amount or the quality of writing, painting, designing, acting, filmmaking, etc. that you want? Because before you can make an audience or make money with your art, you just need to make art. Your creative practice is quite simply your container and your process to making your art. And we are talking about this today because a lot of artists don't have the creative practice they want. What does that mean? It means you might not even have one. Or you might have a creative practice in theory, but you don't actually practice it. That is, you don't have time for it. Or you have time for it, but it's not leading to the art you want to make. Your word count isn't high enough. You're not painting or drawing fast enough. Or you are unhappy with your voice or your style. And when you relate to your creative practice this way, probably and predictably at some point you will stop practicing. You will stop making art. You will stop calling yourself an artist. You will call yourself blocked or stuck instead. And that is if you ever even allowed yourself to call yourself an artist in the first place. Yep. A lot of people refuse to call themselves an artist until they regularly and consistently nail their art and nail their practice. And that might be you. So I'm going to give you some unconventional ways to relate to your creative practice so that you actually practice it. Hey, artist, love what you're learning? Put it into practice today. Visit makingartistspodcast.com and start making the art, money, and impact you want. That's www.makingartists, plural with an S, podcast.com. Link also available in the show notes. And now, back to the episode. For the remainder of this podcast, I want you to think of a quote-unquote, everyday self-care practice that is already a habit. And it can be different for everyone. So for example, some self-care habits you might already have could be making or grabbing coffee every morning, taking vitamins, brushing your teeth, flossing your teeth, washing your face, or your entire skincare regimen, Uh, wearing sunscreen, putting on makeup, showering or bathing, doing laundry, making your bed, taking out the trash, doing the dishes, loading the dishwasher. Now, hearing that list might have given you some anxiety because it made you realize all the other habits 
other people call self-care that you might not be doing every day. And this is an opportunity to do as I suggested in the first episode of this podcast, and that is to take what serves you and leave the rest. Now, so just do the initial assignment of focusing on the habit you do already have, 100% no problem keeping, and then leave the rest. I also want you to notice that this list is not sexy. (laughs) So I think a lot of people have a very romanticized, very perfectionistic idea of what self-care looks like. And that might include super yummy bubble baths and doing a mask and having a red light therapy. And all of these kind of premium, luxurious practices, which some people might do every day, but that might not be you. So I want you to lower the bar on what you call self-care, reinvent what self-care means, and include all of these little things that you do every day to take care of yourself. (laughs) The most obvious definition of self-care. So for me, the self-care habit that I'm going to be talking about in this podcast is having a skincare routine. So in the simplest terms, it means that I wash and I moisturize my face and it can look different in the morning and at night and it can look different when I'm at home or versus traveling. Um, So in the mornings, I use eye products, serums, sunscreen, and at night I might double cleanse to get some makeup off. I might do a peel. I might add a mask. But all of this to say is a version of my skincare regimen is something that I do every day. And while I say that, I will be the first to admit I do not have perfect attendance because I don't track it. So I'm just assume that I do it consistently enough that I don't track it. And I enjoy it. And I believe that my skincare regimen works. So this is exactly what I want my relationship to my creative practice to be. I want it to be something that I do every day. I want it to be something that I do consistently enough that I don't need to track it in order to make sure I do it. And I enjoy it and I believe it works. And this is what I also want your creative practice to be for you. So, I'm going to give you some thoughts I have about my skincare routine that you probably also have about your self-care habits that you do on autopilot. And I want to invite both of us to apply these thoughts to our creative practices. And the first thought I want to give you is, this is an act of self-care. Or even deeper, This is an act of self-love. When I practice my skincare routine, I believe I'm doing something good for my skin, my body, myself. And this is particularly true for me because I first started taking care of my skincare routine seriously when I decided to be single on purpose. 
until that point, I had morning and night routines that were centered around the person I was dating or centered around dating in general. I would either be on dating apps first and last thing of the day, or I would be waking up or going to bed with someone I was dating, wishing and hoping that they would be my significant other. Spoiler alert, they weren't. And I realized that these were habits that put other people first. These were habits of self-abandonment. In fact, these were habits of self-harm. And if I didn't fill the time that I used to spend on dating apps or dating someone with a self-care and a self-love activity, I would probably end up filling the void with self-pity, negative self-talk, beating myself up, etc. So when I decided to take a break from dating, I reinvented my skincare routine and my relationship to it. I believed it was a physical manifestation of taking exquisite care of myself, that it was a twice-daily ritual to spend time with me, to love me, and that I was deserving and still am deserving of my own time and my own love. And when I believed these things, I showed up for myself and this habit so easily. Now, artists, what happens when you believe this about your creative practice? That it is self-care, that it is self-love, that you deserve to receive it. Now, you might tell me that you already believe that about your creative routine. And that's not your problem. You still have trouble doing it. And my hunch is that's because the way you talk to yourself about your practice is still in a self-hating way, which reveals to me that your creative practice is actually self-hate, not self-love. How I know this is because the way you talk to yourself about your creative practice is in a self-hating way. You say things to yourself and about yourself like, you should be able to do it. You should know better. Why can't you just do it yet? Why are you so bad at doing it? And how do you expect to get anywhere if you don't actually do it? So some things I notice are you will give yourself a case of the shoulds and you will ask really accusatory rhetorical questions of yourself, demanding that you do something and implying that there's something wrong with you because you haven't been able to do it already. Artist, you cannot self-hate your way into self-love. When you hear those shoulds, when you hear those accusatory questions, it probably makes you feel shitty. And do you want to do something for someone that makes you feel shitty? Probably not. You might even rebel, resist, defend, avoid, which means that you will end up giving up not even starting your creative practice. So artists, I strongly suggest you even talk to yourself about your creative practice in a self-loving way. 
You offer yourself grace. You offer yourself forgiveness so that you will actually want to spend time with you, including in this container of making your art and or in terms of this example, taking care of your skin. So the first thought I want to give you is treating your creative practice as an act of self-care. And that includes treating the way you talk to yourself about your creative practice as an act of self-care. Okay, so here's my second thought about my skincare routine that I want us to apply to our creative routines. And that is, it's supposed to take a long time to see results. So this applies not only to skincare, but also to fitness, to eating well, to brushing and flossing your teeth. And in the realm of skincare for me, it involves wearing sunscreen or trying a new skincare product. When I allow myself to believe this thought that it is supposed to take a long time to see results, that thought gives me access to committing long-term. And this ability to make a long-term commitment is something I want for you now. Let's use the skincare step of applying sunscreen as an example of how the belief that it's supposed to take a long time to see results can give you access to your own ability to commit long-term. Now, I apply sunscreen because I believe the science that it prevents sunburn, skin cancer, and premature aging. All results I do not want. Applying sunscreen is something I've been doing since I was in my teens. It's something I've done in my 20s, 30s, and I will do in my 40s. Even though skin cancer doesn't typically appear until after the age of 50. And even if in my 50s I dodge the bullet of having skin cancer, I will probably continue to apply sunscreen for the rest of my life as preventative care. Because I believe it will take a lifetime for me to see the full benefit of wearing sunscreen. And I don't want to run the experiment of half-assing it, of only putting it on half my skin, of being wishy-washy about it, and of not being fully invested. Now, what difference will it make for your art, your identity as an artist, when you treat your creative practice this way? When you believe it is supposed to take a long time to see results? For me, it gives me access to creating a body of work. A body of work called my life's work, my lifetime's work. It helps me put less pressure on this particular rehearsal time, this particular audition, hour in the studio, painting, etc., as the thing that will make or break my creative career. It will remind me that, hey, my career is meant to be cumulative. It's meant to build upon each other. It gets me out of any perfectionist pressure that I put on myself on any particular occasion and just reminds me the act of doing it at whatever I define as consistent or regular is what matters 
more than how any particular session went. So I want to invite you to believe the thought it's supposed to take a long time to see results as a way to encourage you to keep showing up and not making any particular day or moment that you might have forgotten to quote unquote apply sunscreen as the moment in which you should give up. So my third thought is actually a cousin or a sibling of the second thought of it's supposed to take a long time to see results. This third thought is, I don't need to like or love everything about this self-care habit in order to let myself do it. Now, I'll unpack what that means. Um, I actually wrote a newsletter about this particular thought about a year ago because I had a face serum that I used every day that smelled like hot dog water. And I could choose not to use it. I could be like, ew, this is gross. I don't like this hot dog water smell, though I'm not going to use it. But I know that in choosing not to use it, I would be saying no to all of the benefits that this particular product offered. And then I would have to spend time finding a new product that would offer the same benefits and getting this old product refunded. And I didn't want to do either step. I would rather want to see through the experiment of what happens when I use this serum consistently, even when it smells like hot dog water for the five seconds that it's drying on my skin. So I want you to consider that there might be parts of your creative practice, just like there are parts of my skincare routine that are not 100% perfect because I would say an imperfection is the effect that the serum has on my olfactory sense. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to love every part of something 24-7 and it has to make you feel good for it to be effective, for it to work, for you to, on the whole, enjoy doing it. So, for instance, my creative practice As an actress, I am not the biggest fan of memorizing my lines. But I know that if I don't have my lines memorized, I will be fixating on that. I will be obsessing about that. I will let that get in the way of me doing all the other yummy character prep work that I so enjoy. And I also know that in the process of memorizing lines, I actually have a lot of character epiphanies. I end up brainstorming a lot of different choices and different tactics I could be using in character. It gives me an opportunity to do some script analysis because I'm spending so much time with the words. Even though just the cognitive exercise of getting off book, I find to be boring. But I'm not going to let the technical aspects of becoming off book prevent me from doing all the other script analysis, character analysis, embodying the character that I so deeply love. 
So I want to invite you to think about your own creative practice. Are there any little things, or they might not even seem so little, you might think they're pretty big, but can we just allow ourselves to, all right, we don't have to like it and we don't have to force ourselves to like it. We can just accept our relationship to that thing for what it is and continue with our long-term commitment to create our lifetime benefit of creative results. So the third thought is, I don't have to like everything about my creative practice in order to give myself the gift of this creative practice. Now, the final thought that I want to leave you with is a bit harder for me to describe. It is actually more a way I suggest you relate to your creative practice that I discovered from the way I relate to uh, my skincare routine on the days when I don't do it perfectly. And that could even include the days where I go on vacation and I have to modify my routine or I go on vacation, but I forget a part of my routine or I like ran out of a product. So like right now I've run out of my default moisturizer and I'm just using a handful of travel moisturizers and free samples. And I know when it comes to creative practices, a lot of artists think if I don't have all of the parts that I need to practice this perfectly, I give up. I'm not going to do it. There's a lot of all or nothing thinking. Or if they have forgotten or didn't do it one day, there's a tendency to want to beat yourself up, right? I get this a lot with my creative clients. They think I need to beat myself up, right? In order to remember to recommit, to show up tomorrow. And there, this might be a bit of uh, the fear-based motivation we talked about in a previous episode that will be linked in the show notes. But I see this come up a lot when people talk about their creative practice is how can I get myself motivated to show up for it tomorrow and make up for all the lost time if I don't feel bad about having missed it before. And for me, I notice with my skincare routine, like I don't feel bad and beat myself up and tell myself, hey, when I come back from traveling, I'm going to, you know, wash my skin twice as well or moisturize twice as much or um, do things to compensate for my time away from doing my skincare routine perfectly. I usually just pick up where I left off or if things feel a little weird, great. I'll like add on an occasional luxurious item like a mask. But 
I don't see it as a debt that I have to pay myself. I don't see it as something that I have to do to overcompensate. Just like, for instance, with a self-care routine like brushing your teeth, as soon as you discover that you didn't brush your teeth, you might just choose to brush your teeth. Or when you discover, oh, I didn't brush my teeth yesterday, you don't brush your teeth three times the following day to make up for it. You just do it and then keep going. And I want to give you that kind of relating to your creative practice. If you didn't show up yesterday to the studio, it doesn't mean you have to show up twice as much today to make up for that lost time. In fact, thinking that way might even deter you even more from showing up. Because if you couldn't make even honor the promise of showing up for an hour yesterday, what makes you think that you're going to be able to deliver on the promise of now showing up for two hours tomorrow? I would suggest just resetting your intention, allowing this to be a new day, just recommitting to that hour and moving forward. Again, if we're going to call back the sunscreen, if I didn't apply sunscreen yesterday, if I forgot, if I didn't have enough, I just apply it today. There's nothing I can do to make up for yesterday's lack of application in today's sunscreen practice. So I don't know if there's a simple, succinct thought um, that can, or sentence that can encapsulate this relationship, but it may be an extension of just not letting this be a self-hate practice, right? Giving yourself grace, not making when you forget or you can't fulfill on your creative practice perfectly as a deal maker or breaker for your creative practice entirely. So those are just a handful of thoughts I encourage you to have about your creative practice. Treat it like it's a self-care practice. Treat it as if it's an act of self-love. Even the act of talking about your self-practice or talking about yourself in this practice as an act of self-love. Watch out for when you're sneakily treating it as a self-hate practice. Allow yourself to believe it is supposed to take a long time to see results in your creative career. It could take a lifetime, and it's supposed to. To create a body of work takes a lifetime of work. It actually just dawned on me that when you combine the first and the second thought together, how super yummy that is. Because when you do that, you combine self-love, self-care practice over the course of a lifetime. So complete sidebar, but I'm giving it to you so this way you can enjoy it too. And you don't have to like every single part of your creative practice in order for you to give it to yourself. You're capable of experiencing some temporary discomfort with your creative practice. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you your process, or the art you're making. And finally, when on the days that you don't do your creative practice perfectly or you don't do your creative practice at all, don't treat it as an occasion to beat yourself up, tell yourself you're behind, 
force yourself to make up for it, put yourself in debt to you. Just give yourself grace and treat it as you would any ordinary, everyday, banal self-care habit, which is, okay, that's what happened yesterday. Let's just try it again today and see what happens. All right. Until next time, I hope that your creative practice becomes as easy as any super yummy thing that you do to take good care of yourself, which for me right now might include getting a matcha oat latte with lavender honey. Until next week, have a great time making your art. Thanks for listening to the Making Artists podcast. Ready to start making art, making money, and making an impact? Visit makingartistspodcast.com. That's www.makingartists, plural with an S, podcast.com. Link available in the show notes. You can also stay in touch with me on Instagram. Just follow at the Nancy Sun on IG. I so look forward to the art and the life you make. Until next time.